What a fascinating yet challenging time to be a leader. And in this Leading by Nature series, I interview pioneering leaders from diverse organizations, exploring future fit leadership and organizational development. I'm Giles Hutchins, executive coach, senior advisor and author of many books, the latest being Leading by Nature, which explores the inner nature and outer nature of the organization and the inner and outer nature of the leader as they journey toward regenerative futures. Welcome to the Leading by Nature podcast with myself, Giles Hutchins, and my guest today, Louise Moore, Product Director of Neom Organics. Thank you so much, Louise, for being here today. Thank you, Giles, for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. So we're going to dive straight in, as always. And it'd be great if you could start by sharing a bit about Neom's reason for being, its passion and its purpose. Of course. Well, Neom started just over 18 years ago um, by our founders, Ollie and Nick, for very personal reasons, actually. And the brand is built on providing natural and sustainable products that supercharge the well-being um, of all of our people, basically. And we have a mantra about small steps, big difference. So we've always been the brand about um, providing purpose for people and for planet. And we do that through our 100% blends of natural oils. So we have anything up to 24 different essential oils in every one of our blends. Um, so we're delivering real aromatherapy benefits to help you ideally in four different areas. So we're either going to help you sleep better. We're going to help lift your mood. We're going to help energize you. Or we're going to help de-stress and calm you. We've got a massive variety of different products that can help do that, whether it be candles or diffusers. We've got mists, uh, body products, skincare products. Um, and the idea is that we're a very inclusive brand. So it's all about those little moments throughout the day that can actually have a really big impact on your well-being. So whether it's that 6 a.m. shower, we're going to help get you ready for the day, give you everything you need. We're going to help um, de-stress you maybe during the working day with one of our diffusers going to help you wind down after work or we might give you a little spritz of something before you go to bed to help you sleep perfectly so everything that you could possibly need throughout the day basically well I can vouch for this personally myself we're, we're a great fan of the products myself my wife and my kids we've got a diffuser in action and we've also got a candle lovely products um, so in terms of the wider context as, as listeners will know we talk about the inner nature and the outer nature of the organization as a living system so if we turn first to the outer nature the context that this organization Neom finds itself in it's a bit of a challenging market at the moment for, for many organizations how are you finding it as product director you know at the sort of cutting edge of the business how are you finding things it is challenging i mean you can't get away from that wider context of the market it's definitely different than it was a few years ago um i think for us as a brand we're actually holding up pretty well particularly i think being in the area of well-being means that it's a very relevant topic right now so i think i've seen the conversation around well-being and the demand for well-being products steadily grow over the last five to six years obviously there was a big boom during covid time and everyone became very aware of what they were doing to look after themselves and their own mental health particularly um, but since covid we're certainly seeing that that um that requirement of people or that that desire from people to look after themselves has changed from being something that maybe pre-covid was a nice to have 
was an investment in themselves, was a nice gift to give somebody, actually is now a vital, like it's an imperative part of their lifestyle. And people are really valuing that. Um, and I think whether it be, you know, how they look after their well-being might be they're looking at the, the nutrition, the supplements they're taking or getting outside more or taking a break from social media. There's lots of different ways people are looking after their well-being, but they are definitely looking for small solutions that they can easily bring into their lifestyle. And I think that's where, luckily, as a brand, we fit nicely into the, the kind of common conversation that's going around. I think the other thing that um, that we're certainly seeing is people have a much bigger awareness for how their friends and family are feeling, actually, and what they're going through. Um, there's much more finger on the pulse when it comes to these conversations that people are openly having these conversations about what they're finding difficult. Um, so actually, people are coming to us not only for advice for themselves, but actually to be able to provide support for their loved ones and, and giving something um, you know, giving someone the gift of something to say, look, I know you're really struggling at the moment. Here's something that might just help you sleep a bit better is seen as a really personal and a really thoughtful way of, of supporting your own personal network. I like this. You see, the way through in us developing our own self-care actually helps us then in service of others to support community. So it's very interesting through COVID, which is very sort of interesting time in many ways at atomizing us and separating us and, you know, encouraging us to use Amazon more rather than the high street, all these sorts of odd things, but also this sense of increasing uh, desire for well-being, mental health, self-care, and in so doing, actually becoming more aware of community and the importance of community. Now, one of the things we talk about in regenerative business is this, uh, the organization not just sort of focused on sort of transactions, um, a sort of linear approach, you know, where it's just sort of selling products, but actually products, services and community participation and the importance of this community, sort of, you know, relational connections uh, that the organization is part of, part of its ecosystem. How do you in Neom work with community? How does that work for you? So there's a number of different ways that inter we interact with our communities. Um, and it's actually really part of important part of the brand it kind of delivers our credibility and our, our authenticity it's not about just selling the candle the body wash actually we want people to come to us for help with all aspects of their of their of their well-being so um we have this thing called the no bs guide to well-being um it says what it does on the tin and it's something that uh, nick our founder is really passionate about it's about using the right tone of voice the right language that people feel is relevant to them and it is really inclusive um, and the way she kind of drives that is through a different type of community. So actually, we bring in lots of experts from different fields, whether that be um, psychologists or sleep experts or nutritionalists or yoga teachers. And Nick will have podcasts or interviews or Instagram lives with them on a really regular basis so that people are coming to us to understand well, what's the latest conversation or what hints and tips can I pick up? So I think there's that aspect of it. In terms of our own community as well with our consumers, that interactive dialogue is really important and we feed off it to understand well, what are the, the pressure points that our consumers are feeling right now and what can we do to help service them, whether that be through additional advice or whether that be through a product solution. So we have a, a Facebook community of a good few thousand people that we are regularly having that dialogue with. And when we're not having the dialogue with them, we can actually see that they are organically helping and supporting each other, which is brilliant. So when someone asks a question, you can see that other members of that community jump in and, and offer advice, which is which is brilliant. Um, 
We also work with some external people that we bring on board. So we have affiliates with the mental health charity. So I think that link uh, and understanding to a charity and, and how that's supporting our wider mental health community is a big part. And then we also collaborate with other brands to extend that community into maybe other aspects that hadn't heard about Neon before. So we've worked with brands like um, Bloom and Wild, which are obviously brilliant for um, gifting to people, letting someone know that you care. So that whole conversation about letting someone know you care and supporting their well-being is fantastic. Um, and we've done product collabs as well with Sweaty Betty. So okay, completely different industry, but has so many of the same values in terms of looking after yourself. And uh, and so we developed some product to help with their kits to energize and to, and to de-stress. So a few different layers of community. I think these collabs are great. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of it now uh, across the sort of more for-purpose intentional business community where you've got these uh, working with other brands, sometimes even, you know, overlapping with com competitors a bit, but but recognizing the collaboration as we're improving the general awareness around, in this case, well-being, generally just helps the market we're in. And Absolutely. so business is a force for good. It's actually helping create change and in so doing, actually, it's good for the business. So now turning our attention to the inner nature of the organization, the culture, people and culture. What's one of the unique things about you, Louise, is that as a product director, you also have people and culture reporting into you. And I love the story because you, you know you you were passionate about, always have been passionate about culture. And actually, you therefore had the offer, the opportunity um, to grow as a leader, to take that on board and to look after it um so what does an authentic culture really mean for neom how does it live its values you know this is a challenging world of hybrid working and also you're a fast-growing organization that must bring up all sorts of challenges how, how are you working through those it does okay well where to start so i think the first point about the opportunity to as a you know someone who's come from a product background to then be able to be part of the people and culture conversation at neom is a really good example of actually that authentic culture because we are we are small but mighty i would say so the workforce has doubled since covid um and we used to have our base just purely in harrogate but we now probably have just as many or maybe just under, but nearly as many people working remotely from elsewhere in the UK. So how we kind of foster that culture is is, is a challenge, but it is really important because it is the one reason that people love and stay at Neon. And when we recruit people, it's the first thing that they kind of say in an interview is, oh, gosh, is it is it really like how it seems it is externally? And having been here now for two and a half years, I can honestly say it really is. Everyone is extremely passionate. Um, everyone has real purpose. Um, and I think people are looking now to work for brands that have purpose and values and live and breathe those values. So we have five key core values um, and they are all about, you know, um, challenge and be the difference and health, healthy equals happy and all of those things that you would expect a wellbeing brand to hold. Um, but, you know, the opportunities arrive for arise for people within the organisation to actually grow their passion areas so as you say for me I, I I'm inspired by helping our people and growing those people and therefore it was a great opportunity for me but that exists all right all through the organization so if someone wants to get involved in something there are no strict boundaries to people's roles to say no you have to stay absolutely in your lane it's a very it's a very inclusive culture where we encourage people to put their hand up and say oh hang on a minute 
just because that's the way that it was done before, I think we've got a different way of looking at things. And so that uh, that being able to be dynamic and flex is a really important part of our culture. And I think has been a really important part of why we've been successful over the last few years, because, you know, everyone experienced the, the challenges that COVID threw at us and having to go from being a fully in the, in the office five days a week in Harrogate to being fully remote and then all of a sudden half the people working all over the country how you keep that going is is difficult but we have managed it we do do regular staff engagement surveys we do listen to what they tell us um, and we try and act on them as much as possible and it's it's really important to hear what we're doing right but it's also really important to hear where we're maybe not doing it so right and where we've got to improve and do things differently and and I think to be honest Giles that's that's where we are now is really testing and learning how best to navigate this hybrid culture, this remote culture, this north-south culture, and how we do that is, is difficult. And I'm not, we haven't necessarily got all the right answers yet, but we are working our way through it. And, and I think that constant dialogue in with all the teams and understanding how we're doing is, is part of the reason that people stay with us and appreciate, I think, that there is a genuine desire for for everybody to feel like they're valued and that they have a real impact on what we do as a business. Yeah. And I I, I loved uh, Charlotte, as you know, your head of culture came here to the woods and I loved the interactions we had. And there's so much that you're doing. And as you rightly say, it's a challenging edge. It's not it's not easy. It's not straightforward to create this kind of authentic culture in the midst of hybrid working in a growing organization and a difficult marketplace. But it requires this sort of courage and persistence to to know that actually um, creating a culture like that is not just good for the business. It's what makes the organization. It's what allows the, the purpose of the organization to truly sing. Now, I know there's one particular example we've talked about where you actually had the opportunity to take uh, a group of people from across the business. I think it was about, about 25 or so signed up and did this three peaks challenge. And that became a, a really embodied shared experience that you're still kind of actually almost get gaining the dividends from today. Can you speak a little bit about that, that how that experience happened and, 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 and how it's resonated through the business? Absolutely. It was uh, it honestly was one of the most fulfilling things that I think that we did as a, a as a culture part of our organization last year. So we um, we set off on uh, a trek or doing the three peaks and we were raising money for the mental health charity. So obviously that gave everyone a real sense of purpose that we're doing it and a great you know, brand links and all of that. But I don't think everyone realized quite how much they would get out of the day. And when we came to do our, our year wrap up and we talked about some of the things that we felt were the, the biggest accomplishments. And yes, there was great product launches and we entered new markets and that was all, you know, hurrah, hurrah. Haven't we done brilliantly? Actually, one of the things that so many people said was, gosh, how great was that day that we spent up in those up in those peaks in Yorkshire? And it was it was it was conversations were had during that day that could never have happened during an office working life or it, or any day, you know, on, on Teams or whatever. It's, it's really hard to just open up and find out things about people that you wouldn't normally have asked. And I think, you know, people become vulnerable as well on those days. They're, they're pushing themselves physically and mentally to put themselves outside their comfort zone. So some of those barriers come down and, and they have conversations with people that they maybe wouldn't have done 
on the normal day as well. So I certainly got to know a lot of people that I'd never really spoken to before in great detail. And I found out a lot about their previous work experience, their personal lives. And then from some of those conversations and those networks that were formed on that day have become great little individual projects. And, you know, people got involved in things that they didn't weren't involved in before because we didn't know they had that skill set. So it's it's been absolutely brilliant. And as you say, you know, even today, we're seeing the benefits of those those relationships and those human connections that were formed on that day. You know, out in nature, you know, every it's a level playing field. There's no hierarchy. Everyone's in it together, and uh, and I think that is a real embodiment of 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 our culture and and how we aspire to be. Yeah, and it's a real embodiment of regenerative leadership. It's just allowing the humanity of ourselves to come through, which requires some courage, requires us to cross thresholds. But in so doing, that connection happens. The insight sparks. It just unfolds naturally the way life is. You know, we don't have to then force it. We don't have to do an innovation workshop. We don't have to encourage people to sort of, you know, have a speed dating to get to know each other. It just happens. This is the beautiful thing. It just happens. Yeah. It's amazing. So now let's talk about you as a leader and your own style and how that perhaps has changed or or evolved um, through your time at Neom. So when I joined Neom, um, it, we were obviously a much smaller company and we didn't have um, the what we call the senior leadership team in place um, as they are today. So the, um, the founders obviously lead our vision every day and they are still very much involved in the day-to-day aspects and, and, and the ambition of where we're going to. But by having this um, leadership uh, team that work really closely together, weekly, we are having conversations and we're cross-pollinating between the different departments to make sure that nobody is working in silos. So I think in terms of how leadership has changed probably at Neom, uh, if you if you ask the people, they'll probably say, oh, it's it's it feels like we've got another layer now that can distill all of the amazing um, aspirations and visions that Ollie and Nick have, but are, are a bit of a, a layer in between to enable us to help us what well, how are we actually going to get there kind of thing. So that part has been really has been really great. For me personally, it's probably the, the most comfortable I have ever felt as a leader. You know, it felt it feels like I found my true home, and I think part of that is the journey that I've been going on over the last ten years of, of, of feeling that it's okay to be my authentic self and be comfortable in my own skin. And I think you know, just letting down some of those preconceptions of maybe when I was younger, what I thought a leader should be, uh, very vocal, you know, very very driven and. Uh, and, and how do you get people to, to follow you? And, and actually, I think now I'm much more comfortable in being my authentic self. And, uh, and, and that's great because I just feel I can be free now. I can be free. And, and, it, and it fits so well with all the values that, 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 cut, that, that Neom uphold. So, yeah, I feel like I've come home. Exactly. This is, again, back to the point of kind of regenerative leadership, working with life, working the way life works. When we free ourselves, when we allow ourselves to step in to more of who we truly are, our inner nature and outer nature starts to flow more. We just have more access to more energy, more different ways of knowing. And I have a question for you. I know we talked about this before, you know, um, not just having a rational way of knowing, but actually drawing upon the intuitive, the gut, the heart and so forth. Have you found that's changed over your time as a leader as well? Definitely. I think there's there when you are uns, 
secure or uncertain of yourself, you always look to rationalise everything. You look to find the evidence or the data or the history. So, oh, well, this is how it's done before. So I'll put this idea forward and that's the right way to do. But I think uh, over the years, that whole listening to your gut, like, you know, you know, you know, people, you know what they say, you know what they don't say. And I think that real deep listening to what people are saying and how they are saying it and what they're not saying and the context in which they're saying it enables you to thread everything together. And actually, whilst there might not be a piece of paper or an Excel sheet that says, well, this is actually the next thing you should do. All that learned experience and all that previous historical knowledge and, and things you've been through as a person just means that you feel much more comfortable saying, OK, my, my gut's telling me this. I think this is the right thing to do. And, and being quite forceful with that as well when people challenge you. Yeah. So trusting more in life, trusting more in ourselves. So as we start to round off this wonderful conversation, any final little tips or a particular tip that you think might help other leaders on this journey? I think you know whatever organization you're in whether small or big there's always a risk of departments working in silo and I think from my experience and particularly at Neon one of the things that's worked the best is being able to cross-pollinate between the different departments so um, having some kind of vision or framework which you can set so that everybody is asking the same questions and understands that what they do on the left side of the business, the, the decisions they make, how that impacts over on the right-hand side of the business. Whereas before, maybe those questions weren't being asked. And I guess, you know, an example that I would give is the B Corp framework that we use now. So we were B Corp certified uh, just before Christmas, which took, you know, years to get to and was a great process to go through. But actually what's come out of it is uh, a framework that enables all the different departments to have the same questions or curiosities and understanding of well actually whereas I might have done this before air freight something in because I've got to hit a commercial target actually the questions around well what does the impact of that decision mean for all the different departments I'm working with is something that is just organically happening yeah. and I can see that's going to happen more and more and more but so yeah so in summary I think that whatever it is whether it's B Corp or whatever framework or vision you can set that will encourage the cross-pollination for departments to talk with each other and understand the impact they have on each other, I think just fosters positive growth in, in all areas. Yeah. And again, relationality. The life thrives through relationality, through these interconnections, and you're just allowing the living system to come alive the way nature works through that cross-pollination, rather than the kind of monoculture siloed approach that actually breaks things into parts and puts up walls fascinating conversation we covered so much from you know for purpose business looking at people and planet the the role of covid and helping us become more aware of how we de-stress and the importance of well-being we've talked about no bs and having the right tone and an inclusive style um, also the challenges around having multiple sites these days and hybrid working and how actually fostering an authentic culture amidst a fast-moving and challenging marketplace really involves vulnerability and connection. And this idea now of cross-pollinating, you know, working across silos, allowing the system to come alive, what I call sort of systemic weaving or systemic participation, trusting your gut, and also just becoming a more authentic, more natural leader. Wonderful conversation. Thank you so much, Louise, for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Giles. It's been brilliant. 
For more on Leading by Nature, you can follow me, Giles Hutchins, on LinkedIn and visit gileshutchins.com for free downloads of tools and practices for regenerative leadership and future fit business. Also, watch out for my latest book, Leading by Nature, The Process of Becoming a Regenerative Leader.